Welcome back to another exciting episode of Paranormal Stories and Spooky Shiz. I'm your host, Chappie, and let's get into it. All right, so in this episode, I'm going to be sharing some of my personal stories from houses that we grew up in and let you decide what you believe. And then we will be hopping over into some really spooky stories from the Occult Museum. All right, with that being said, let's get into the stories. All right, let's go ahead and get started with one of my own stories. I call this one The Bloodline. We grew up in the South, which comes with a whole lot of superstition passed down between generations. My great-great-great-grandmother practiced white magic, and the family would use the family Bible as a conduit. When my mom would get terrible nosebleeds as a child, her grandmother would read a passage of the Bible with the intention of stopping the nosebleed and it would stop immediately. The Bible says those who practice witchcraft, it follows families for at least three generations. And if you believe something, you give it power through your faith. This ability to see, to hear, to sense the spirit world was given to my great-grandmother, my grandmother, my mom, my sister, and me. As a child, this scared me to no end, seeing shadow people during heated arguments in our home. When I would tell my mom, she would just tell me to hush and that I had an active imagination. And that kind of soothed me when I was young. When I got older, my mom brought up the subject about what I was seeing, and she confessed she sees shadows too, usually during arguments. I'll get more into that in the later story. She told me of our lineage. I know this was more the house than us, because when I left that house, my experiences went from a lot all the time, to one every now and then. I grew up in a haunted house in Kentucky. My room was in the back of the house and was always super creepy. I ended up sleeping on the couch in the living room from the time I was a child well to when I moved out as an adult. One night after church, I decided I wouldn't be scared of the shadow people anymore and the ones that moved around at night in my room. I was mad. God would protect me. So I got ready for bed and said out loud to the dark room, I'm not scared of you. God will protect me. I'm going to sleep in my own room. I laid my head down on the pillow, and instantly, a deliberate puff of breath or air blew in my ear. My veins went to ice. The air was heavy, and my wardrobe door that had a mirror swung towards me as I heard three knocks in my closet. I closed my eyes as to not look in that direction and simply got up, taking my covers, silent saying prayers of protection and assume my normal spot on the couch. The next day, I did see three scratches on my back that I couldn't account for. I didn't try to be so bold next time I tried sleeping in there months later. My parents hated when I would tell them these stories. I later found out because one, they believed me, and two, they saw stuff too. So I think, you know, with the three scratches i definitely think it was something evil that was in there trying to taunt me or something for being so bold because it's not like i you know used uh god's name or anything like that or you know uh tried to do it like like i was a super christian or something it was just you know i was mad that i wasn't able to sleep in my own room 
So I was coming at it with some anger. So it was meeting me there. <laughs> so yeah, it kind of taught me a lesson <laughs> with that. But yeah, I slept on the couch for like forever, forever, forever. <laughs> There's other stuff that would happen in my room. Just, you know, seeing stuff in the mirror, uh, like when I was getting ready, uh, like people, and then you turn around and they weren't there. And then they weren't in the mirror anymore either. Uh, just, just weird stuff like that. And it just, you know, it's not just me. It's other people in my family that see this kind of stuff. I think it's like kind of a spiritual gift, but it's like one that I didn't want and should not have gotten. <laughs> All right. In episode one, I read you one of my stories called The Trailer, where I saw a shadow person in the spare bedroom that was supposedly my room. <laughs> and I was like, nope. <laughs> Just went back to bed with my sisters. So... This is the second part of that story, um, as told by my sister. Growing up in a trailer in South Georgia, we had a lot of crazy stuff happen. I had lots of strange dreams. Often my brother would talk about things he saw, and I had dreamed similar things that he was talking about. Well, I remember times in that trailer at night, and my mom saw something, and she was scared. And she gave all of us kids aerosols, like spray starch and hairspray, and asked that we follow her as she went and checked the back of the trailer. This is the area that had the most activity, which we called our junk room, or my bedroom, <laughs> being the most active. When I was young, I just thought she wanted us to go look for a burglar. But as things continued, when we moved, I heard my family's stories, and I realized that one, no one could have broken into the back of our trailer without at least a small ladder and breaking a window. And two, these shadows are our strange inheritance. All right. I mean, she's not wrong. <laughs> like I talked about earlier with our bloodline, this has been generational. So it's just something that we've always encountered. We've always seen. As I mentioned in episode one, shadow people are connected to negative energy. They're connected to negative um, thoughts, negative emotions, stuff like that. So I'm not saying our family is like super negative <laughs> or anything, but <laughs> we <laughs> were given the sight to like see that stuff whether we wanted it or not. <laughs> this made me a very scaredy cat kid. When I was in sixth grade, I was sleeping in my creepy room one night when I had a demonic dream. The thing's yellow eyes were boring into me, and I woke up in a panic. I was unable to move. I felt like something was sitting on my chest, suffocating me. I looked and saw a dark mass on top of me. I couldn't move. I couldn't speak, although I was trying. <laughs> When I finally felt myself being able to yell, I said the only thing my 11-year-old church self could think of, and that was, Lord Jesus, help me. And then the dark mass went away. It was gone. The room was lighter. And I for sure believed it was a demonic attack until years later when I read about the scientific reason called sleep paralysis and this common hallucination that comes with it when you awaken during REM sleep. When you sleep, your body paralyzes you so you don't actually act out your dreams and injure yourself. When you, for whatever reason, wake up during this stage of sleep, people report demons sitting on their chest, shadow people, 
struggling to breathe. Whether this is scientific or supernatural is still debated by those who experience it. So that was my one time having sleep paralysis was that one time. And I kind of found it comforting years later whenever I heard of sleep paralysis because all that time I was thinking, you know, I mean, <laughs> in the absence of knowledge, you know, our brain will fill in the blanks. So I was just like, nope, that was a demon. It attacked me when I was in sixth grade. I remember. <laughs> so it was kind of cool to see a scientific explanation and see how many other people have these same experiences. Depending on the severity of the instance, um, some people chalk it up to uh, sleep paralysis and the hallucinations that come with it. And other people are really firm in that might be what the scientific explanation is, but no, I know what I saw. I know what I felt <laughs> like it was real. So I don't know. I like to think it's the scientific one, the uh, sleep paralysis. It just helps me sleep a little bit better at night. Um, and it's never happened since. So I just really think I panicked whenever I had that scary dream about demons. <laughs> um, one thing about growing up in church, like they talk about demons a lot. <laughs> I don't know why, but they do. They just fill our heads with all that stuff about demons. So <laughs> no wonder we have nightmares about it. <laughs> but I digress. It's Kaylee Cuoco for Priceline. Ready to go to your happy place for a happy price? Well, why didn't you say so? Just download the Priceline app right now and save up to 60% on hotels. So whether it's Cousin Kevin's Kazoo concert in Kansas City, go Kevin! Or Becky's Bachelorette Bash in Bermuda. You never have to miss a trip ever again. So download the Priceline app today. Your savings are waiting. Go to your happy place for a happy price. Go to your happy price. Priceline. Growing up, I always saw things that freaked out my family when I would tell them. As a kid who always saw stuff, I had no doubt that there was scary stuff walking around that wasn't human. I slept in my sister's room on the top bunk or on the floor a lot growing up because I was a scared little kid. Safety in numbers and all that. <laughs> so I saw stuff in her room a lot. One night, I heard something and peered from the top bunk to see a skinny, tall shadow man cross my sister's room, mess with her stuff on the dresser. Then it looked around as if it knew I was awake, and I closed my eyes pretending to be asleep. It eventually stopped messing with the stuff on the dresser and kind of just walked into the wall. After about 10 minutes passed, the noise stopped. I leaned my head over to look into the bottom bunk where my sisters were sleeping soundly. I was scared, but I knew I should just go back to sleep. I usually got in trouble when I screamed at night and didn't want to get sent back to my own room, which happens sometimes. <laughs> Another night, I was sleeping on the floor when I woke and saw a silhouette under the bed with dark eyes peering at me. I shut my eyes and started praying. I was a very stressed out little kid. <laughs> I would see the shadow man cross the room a few more times and always felt safest when I was on the top bunk rather than in the floor. 
One night, I was telling my sister scary stories because I loved scaring her, but usually ended up scaring myself too. I would say whatever popped in my head, like, there's been a murder or something stupid like that. But this time, it popped in my head, and I said, sometimes ghosts try to scare us by making it known that they are there. She said, that's not funny, hush. I continued, wouldn't it be scary if one knocked on the bedpost right now? Then clearly, three solid knocks occurred on the bedpost. We looked at each other, screamed, and ran out of the room crying. This was a common occurrence for our parents, <laughs> hearing us scream and run. <laughs> Another night, we were listening to Pilgrim's Progress, the Adventures in Odyssey version, on cassette tape. When we finished side A, we hit stop on the cassette player and went to sleep. About 30 minutes later, side B blared to life, the first words being... I am Apollyon, son of the devil. We again screamed and ran <laughs> out of the room and had our older sister go stop the tape and take it out of the player. On other occasions, I would have night terrors and see my personal boogeyman reaching up to pull me under the bed. If you've ever seen American Horror Story on Netflix, it looked just like Papa Legba from that show. Though I called him something like Scary Bones or something. I would only dream or think I saw him in my sister's room, though. Never in any of the other rooms in the house, just in my sister's room. My parents told me and my sisters that I had an active imagination, and when I would freak out, freak them out by telling them, they would just chalk it up to me being in my imagination and it spilling over. I believed it and would close my eyes and say, I have an active imagination. I have an active imagination. And either that would make me feel better, or if it felt really heavy, I would start praying. And just be like, dear God, I'm not going to stop talking to you until I'm not scared anymore. Like, you're going to stay here with me, protecting me, until I'm not scared anymore. <laughs> and that's whenever it would feel, like, really heavy. Years later, I learned that the entire family believed me. And my mom and sister definitely saw stuff of their own. All right. So I know I talked a lot about my sister's room. My room had its own issues, <laughs> but not quite like what I would see and hear in her room. I didn't want to stay in my personal room uh, because I was alone <laughs> when stuff would happen. So I would rather be safety in numbers, you know, strategy. Let's hop on over to the occultmuseum.com to this article that they wrote called These Five Terrifying True Stories of Shadow People Will Keep You Up All Night. They linger in the darkness, but do not wish to be seen. Who or what are these shadowy creatures, and what do they want from us? By Anna Overa. Appearing at the corner of your eye, as you try to sit up and wake up from what you think is a nightmare, you suddenly see dark figures, darker than darkness, standing next to you, staring directly into your eyes. So-called shadow people are supposedly humanoid-like creatures often associated with a spirit or entity. Most of them appear to be male, and some people have even claimed to see them wearing hats or long coats. They rarely communicate and seem eerily interested in human beings. There's no explanation for them or their reason for visitation. Some people believe that shadow people come from another world 
and others think they might be demonic entities. No matter what the case is, shadow people will keep materializing all over the world, and we may never know the reason for their existence. Below are some experiences from people who claim to have been visited by these bedroom watchers. Number one, come with me. One night, I awoke paralyzed. I looked towards the window, my eyes being the only things that could move. Sitting on the window was a dark shape of a man who was watching me. Inside my head, I could hear a faint voice saying, come with me. I could slowly feel myself dying, or what I thought was the experience of dying. My breathing stopped, and I could feel my heartbeat slower and slower. I was terrified, and with every ounce of energy, I forced my body to sit up. The moment I sat up in bed, the apparition disappeared. I was completely drained physically. I noticed that that time on the clock was 3.15 a.m. This occurred a couple more nights during that month. The last time, I almost gave in to the urge to follow him. The death sensation was scary at first, but it was exciting at the same time. Kind of like the first hill on a roller coaster. It's been a couple years since the first meeting, and I've been moving from place to place, hoping to avoid contact with this being. It always seems to find me within a few months, no matter where I go. Sometimes I want to be left alone, but this being and the other things that haunt me are always around. They don't understand how tired I can get at times. Number two, no eyes. I was about 10 or 11 when I went to this house. It was a day. It was daytime and the building was well lit. I looked into a few rooms and nothing out of the ordinary until I turned into a hallway and there it was, suddenly at the other end of the hall, just looking at me, even though it had no eyes. The shadow person and I looked at each other for some time, and I didn't think it was real until it started walking towards me slowly. I turned around and he had traveled about seven meters in a split second. I finally made it out of the house and I looked again. It had stopped at the door, almost like he was unable to leave the house. And then he simply turned away and walked back to where it was. Number three, a presence in the house. A few months before my mother died, she and my sister were discussing strange happenings at our old house. My mother stated that she had seen a dark shape originate from the closet in her bedroom several times and she proceeded to describe this being as appearing to wear a dark cowl covering the upper torso. My sister was amazed by my mother's description of the shape that she had remembered as standing over her crib and poking her with a bony finger. They called me and asked if I had any sightings in the house, and I told them the shadowy being that constantly stood at the foot of my bed, leaving me with a fear of the night so strong I could not go to sleep without my covers wrapped around my head, forming a blindfold for my eyes. But I could still remember sensing this thing and knowing if I looked out from under my makeshift blindfold that I would see it standing there. My brother also told us of the little man that would come out of his closet just about every night and stay in his room. His shadow figure was more viewable, even allowing my brother to describe the strange tam-like hat the thing wore. All of us will admit to the fact that going up to our rooms, a sense of anxiety would start at the base of your feet as you start up the steps, easing somewhat after you got to your room and checked out for the dark ones. 
But none of us would come down those steps alone, and turning our backs to the landing, we would back down those steps. Believe it or not, it still makes my skin crawl when I talk about it. Number four, poltergeist. The night before my experience, I've been the target of poltergeist activity. I don't mean the mischievous kind of poltergeist. The presence in my room was downright evil. That's another story, but I do believe the events were related. The night I had my experience, I went out to the bathroom. This was in the middle of the night, around 1 or 2 a.m. As I walked into the kitchen, the bathroom is connected to the kitchen in my house, go figure. I was still jumpy because of the previous night. Therefore, I turned on every light on my way to the bathroom. Then I walked into the kitchen and reached for the light. A shadow oozed out of my sink. I told myself it was just my imagination, until it turned around and came towards me. There were glowing red eyes glaring at me from the area the face should have been. The feeling I got was the presence of evil, definitely. Again, like the night before. I screamed and ran out of my room. Then spent the rest of the night in my parents' room on the floor. I'm not ashamed to admit it, even if I was 20 at the time. Number 5. Shadow Child It was probably 10 years ago, back in 1999. I don't recall the month. When I was living in a rental home in Pleasanton, south of San Antonio, Texas. My ex-girlfriend and I experienced a shadow person in the form of a child. It was early in the morning around 3.30 to 4.15 when my ex and I were in the living room sleeping on the floor. When all of a sudden I just woke up, I opened my eyes and in front of me was a shadow that looked like a little boy. It was just a dark black that you can't describe. It had no physical appearance of clothing but just pure blackness. It was facing me for just a few seconds when it took off running to my right or down the hallway. The hallway light was on at the same t at the time, and I could see the shadow very clearly. When it ran off, all I could hear were the footsteps being created as it ran down the hallway. The noise sounded like feet running across a wood floor, but the weird thing was that it was carpet with vinyl plastic covers so we wouldn't get the carpet dirty. At the time, I was so scared that when I saw it, I didn't move. Another weird thing about the experience was that my ex had woken up at the same time. When it ran off, all I heard was, did you see that? I knew I wasn't the only one that had seen it, and that wasn't just my imagination. After that, we both stayed awake the, re the rest of the morning, just trying to understand what just happened. My ex would always tell me she would hear a scratching noise coming from outside, but I didn't believe her. But this has gotten my attention. After this, I never experienced another encounter with a shadow. A couple months later, we moved out. We're going to go over to the lineup.com and read 10 creepy real-life encounters with shadow people. Friendly or dangerous, take your pick by Audrey Webster. Many religions, legends, and folklore tell of shadow people in one form or another. In recent years, studies of personal encounters with the eerie figures have flooded the internet. A subcategory of Reddit was created solely for those who have experienced a shadow person and wish to share their story. So, thanks to readers over at Reddit, we've compiled a list of some, some of the spookiest encounters with shadow people. 
We may we have many questions, but what we know for sure is that these encounters will have you taking a second glance at every odd shadow you see. During the late 1960s, Sniggity, <laughs> username Sniggity, encountered shadow people on three separate occasions. The first time, they caught one looking through their bedroom window before disappearing. The second was a few months later, when they woke up to five shadow people lurk lurking aimlessly around their bedroom. The third and final time was late at a summer camp. They were laying in bed in their bungalow when shadowy figures appeared and began walking in circles around the bed. In all three occasions, the figures were pitch black, darker than the dimly lit room. This user has experienced all they want from shadow people and hopes to never encounter one again. Number three. When Isify was five or six, they went into the backyard to play on their trampoline and saw three men. They were standing side by side wearing matching hats and were pitch black. They yelled at the creepy figures to get off. Their parents heard the shouts and raced downstairs. To this day, the parents recall how frightened the kids were. Isify told their parents that there were people on the trampoline, but when they looked back, the shadow people had vanished. They didn't step on the trampoline for two years, but this isn't the end. Their grandma described waking to a dark figure standing above her many times at their old house. One night, their mother woke and saw a similar figure standing over their dad. They've moved houses since, but shadow people seem to have followed. Number four. After a poor night of sleep, Lossful Codex laid down midday to take a nap. They recall a strange feeling in their head, but believed it to be a side effect of sleep deprivation. Then, from the corner of their room, they heard South Park, as if there was a television sitting right beside their bed, although there isn't. A ringing and high-pitched whooshing sound joined the chorus. No matter how hard they tried, they couldn't lift their arms or legs. Then they heard a knock at the window. Behind the glass pane crouched a dark, faceless figure. A second figure of identical stature entered through the bedroom door and sat at the edge of the bed. The shadow person spoke. I would be afraid too. This is what nightmares are made of. Lossful Codex was confident that this was a dream, but it seemed inescapable. The room faded in and out. Then the user woke. It was easily the scariest experience they've ever had to deal with, with lucid dreaming. Glad that was a dream. Number five. MacWeirdo42's earliest memory involves a shadow person. They were two or three years old at the time and recall waking to see a dark shadow in the wall beside their crib. A shadow with bright white eyes. It started moving towards them. They moved to the other side of the crib, but another shadow person was approaching from that side as well. Neither creature had any form that could be easily discerned. They were just pitch black against the already shadowed wall. With nowhere to go, they crouched in the center of their crib. Their parents recall MacWeirdo42 telling them the shadows were trying to get them. Number six. At 3 a.m. one morning, Vo Xenu woke and went to the kitchen to get some water. On their way, they stumbled upon a shadow person sitting in the recliner in the family room. They 
had been seeing shadow people their entire life, so this sudden appearance was not startling. They stood still for a couple of minutes to be certain it was indeed a shadow person. As their eyes adjusted to the dark, it became clear a shadow person was sitting in their living room staring at them. They started moving towards it. The figure seemed undaunted. When they were three feet apart, this shadow person just evaporated. Number seven. In sixth grade, so says Clucifer, attended a barbecue at a local park. After a day of playing with their classmates, it was time to head home. The older kids, including this Reddit user, were tasked with collecting the younger kids and getting them ready to leave. The park wasn't that big, so finding all the kids proved easy. But then, things took a turn toward the paranormal. About halfway across the park, they saw a dark figure of what appeared to be a toddling small child. Thinking it was one of the kids they were looking for, the user and their friend ran after the shadow, yelling at it to stop. When the figure reached the edge of the park, it turned white, dropped to all fours, and ran up the tree like a cat, and leapt over the wall. The user and their friend ran away terrified, unsure of what they just saw. Number 8. One night, Mr. Tibbles, 32, was 5, and trying to fall asleep. A shadow person appeared before their window. It seemed harmless, pacing back and forth in front of the window, appearing as if someone was floating just outside. But the room was on the second floor, 20 feet off the ground. No living human could be outside their window. This continued to happen. Sometimes more than one would appear, and two shadow people would interact. The user didn't realize that what they were seeing at the time, they just believed it was some childish fantasy like seeing Peter Pan. It was only recently they were able to pinpoint exactly what they'd seen, and it was no lost boy. Number 9. Pine Wolf 14 had encountered shadow people more than once. Often, they heard them breathing, or feel the shadow hovering over them while they sleep. They heard whispers saying, don't move, in the middle of the night. Wisely, the user never did. But on one night, this changed. Instead of lying still, they rolled over and came face to face with a shadow person. If the two had been any closer, their foreheads would have been touching. They opened their mouth to scream, but there were hands around their throat, choking them. They started to thrash around, punching and kicking at the shadow person, until suddenly the shadow person vanished. Number 10. A few years ago, Mistress of Dark was sleeping over at a friend's house and had trouble sleeping. As they were lying awake, a solid black silhouette, very tall, entered the bedroom. It wore a top hat and long coat and looked like a male figure. He sat in a chair beside the bed and stared at them. After a few seconds, he started talking. The user doesn't remember the conversation exactly as the experience took place five years ago. But it was a harmless encounter, and the shadow person seemed genuinely interested in them. Then a second shadowy person appeared, the same black silhouette, but this time a woman. Strangely, she was crawling. The man sitting beside the chair told them not to look, and the woman wouldn't notice them. She was not a good entity. Shortly after, the woman left, and at dawn, the shadow man too vanished. All right. Thank you for being a part of this episode and listening to some of my personal accounts and some other spooky stories. Again, very excited for our podcast here. 
next episode is going to be our very highly anticipated uh, Halloween special, uh, Waverly Hills. So be ter- be sure <laughs> to tune in to that. Um, you can join us on the Facebook page at Paranormal, Paranormal Stories with Spooky Shiz in parentheses. Paranormal Stories, Spooky Shiz. Um, join us on that Facebook page. It's where I post a lot of my stories before they actually come onto the podcast. Um, and I also post daily spooky memes. So it's fun going treasure hunting for those <laughs> and posting them when I can. So be sure to uh, join the Facebook page and be a part of the community there. All right. Thank you for listening and stay spooky, my friends. <laughs>